As dads, some days we feel like we have all the answers, and some days we feel like we don't have a clue. If that describes you, you're at the right place. This is the All Pro Dad Podcast. How are you guys? You good? Good. You good? All good. Hey, today we've got the big question of the episode, and the question of today is how can I avoid parenting to please others? Have you guys ever been there where you feel like, mm. oh man, so-and-so's watching or somebody's in earshot or someone can see that you just felt like, hey, my decision right now is being impacted by what they're going to think of me as a dad. Absolutely, man. I, I think that all of us do this, whether we want to admit it or not. We're all influenced in some way. And I, I think that same peer pressure that you felt when you were a teenager in school or middle schooler or something like, oh, man, I got to fit in with so and so. We still have that. We're just like older versions of that 12 year old in school. But now we're more concerned about what peers think about our parenting style or uh, the way we discipline. We're more worried about how we're perceived by our peers in that way than we are about, oh, they got the right backpack or they got the right shoes or whatever concerned right. us when we were kids. But it's bigger now because you don't want to look like someone who's a failure or getting it wrong or not doing the things you should be doing to be a good dad. So I think we all do this at mm -hmm. some level. And what area does that impact? I've noticed it most, and maybe it's just the phase of life that I'm in. I, my oldest is 12 and all of her friends are getting cell phones, all of them. And I'm not there yet. I'm not willing to do that yet. And I, not that cell phones are inherently bad. I think there are some good things to it, but I've noticed that my daughter who's in middle school, her friends have them and she's the only one in her friend group who doesn't. Mm. And so now we've had these conversations with her about Okay, well, maybe the day will come, but it's not today. And if you're if you're parenting for what you think is best for your child, that might look like give them a cell phone at 12. It might look like don't give them a cell phone at 12. But if you as a parent are worried about what Jenny's mom thinks or Jimmy's mom thinks over here, like you might make a decision to appease everyone in the situation except for maybe yourself. And I, I've noticed that a lot with cell phones lately, for mm -hmm. sure. That's a great example. Jason, what about you? I think it's it's more of like a general public perception. Mm. Um, I, I think about, you know, when I'm, you know, at church or when I'm coaching one of their mm. teams, it's like, what kind of coach do I want them to see? Mm. And and do I want them to see me treating my child uh, with favor in the, in the mm. situation? Or um, like generally in public, you know, I want my children to behave, which... They actually do better in public than they do at home, but that's beside the <laughs> nice. point. It's it's like one of those things that you just. I think it's it's what I've what I've learned is it's it's more about their perception of me than it is personally than mm. it is their perception about me as a parent. It's mm. like I want them to think I'm a good person, or I want them mm. to think I've got it all together, um, and and that that allows me to or that makes me do things that I, I literally am in my head thinking, why am I, why do I care about this right now? Mm. I don't think I actually care about this, but because I think they care about it, it's affecting my decisions in this moment. Why do you think coaches, that's such a common thing for coaches to be so tough on on their kid. Yeah. I have seen that for years. I mean, my dad did it with me in T-ball. Yeah. Like I was the one that he would, you know, parent or coach the hardest, probably, you know, to help me with certain things, but also to appear like he wasn't being, fav you know, playing favorites yeah, in some way. Appear being the key word. Yeah. What, do you, what do you think? I, I think, I mean, part of it is, I think, how we grew up. I think that influences it. My, my dad ran me until I hyperventilated mm -hmm. um, yeah. so that I, you know, in sports, he wanted. Uh, Did I, you deserve it, though? Probably. Okay. Uh, you know, who knows? Uh, but I, I think 
I think there's something inside of us that wants our children to be better than us. Mm. We want we want them to be better than us, and and then we and then we also we know us, mm. and we and, you know to to speak to our inner voice that our inner critic that tells us that we're not great. We feel like we have to push our our children mm. maybe beyond a capacity that's realistic, right? Right. And so I think that that has a lot to do with it, our inner voice. But it's also, again, going back to the perception of you know, what people think about me hmm. as a person and, and wanting wanting them to be, and, and most likely they're not thinking about you at all. They're more thinking about Well, I can them. understand this right. in the context of we're in a peer group. Like I've got my four or five friends, we're all hanging out and I don't want to be embarrassed around my friends. But I think we also care about strength, complete strangers right. and what they think. And that's yes. kind of weird to me. Like I'm, I'm not really invested in a stranger the way I'd be invested in my friend, but yet we kind of treat them the same when it comes to appearing a certain way as a parent. Right, I know. These people we will never, ever see again. We trump our kids. Like, what is that about? Yeah. BJ, you have a story that we've talked about a little bit before we started. We pushed play on this thing that you really felt like this landed on you. I don't think of my kids as like their own separate person. They're just, they're a reflection of who I am. And they're, they're a reflection of my parenting. Like, they they are like... They're communicating to the world how I'm doing as a mm. parent. And when they flip out or, or throw a fit, that has a reflection on me. Yeah. Like I'm, cur cu I'm definitely not bringing them upright. It makes me more controlling. I try mm -hmm. to like clamp down on them harder. One of the hardest places I think to parent, particularly really young kids, is on a plane. My son was about a year and a half old. My daughter was literally, I think, like a month and a half old. By the time we get on the plane, we've already been stalling for an hour and a half. Um, we get on the plane and they take us out to the tarmac. And all I'm thinking is once we take off, my son will fall asleep. Everything's fine. Yeah. They stop on the tarmac. They shut the engines <laughs> off. They're like, all flights going south are going to be staying here. And oh. I mean, we were there for 45 minutes. My wife goes to change our daughter in the front lav. And, uh, and my son is, he's just all over the place and he's getting upset. And I'm like, yeah. I think he's got, I'm like, I think he peed his diapers. So I'm like, I'll, ch while she's changing him, I'll change my son. I open that diaper oh, and gosh. everything, everything he ate in the past year and a half <laughs> falls down onto the seat. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh. Now, Keep in mind, like there's no airflow in, uh, in the yeah. in the thing. And I go to get the wipes and my wife has taken them oh, no, to no. the front lab. The stench just starts uh, hitting. And I can see people shaking their heads and they're already angry. <laughs> yeah. And so so I'm thinking, oh, this is a disaster. And I like, so I'm taking an old outfit to like try to clean it up. Oh. Like an old outfit. It was a new outfit. It's an old outfit it's old now. now. It's, it's yeah. not, it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. It got thrown Your out. Your outfit or his? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I've got two, got two diapers in there. I, I use one to kind of help clean up a little bit more. Oh, gosh. And it felt like my wife, I feel like my wife and daughter watched the movie Titanic while they were in the front. <laughs> they were like gone for three hours. Yeah. And so they, she finally comes out and I frantically wave her. I'm like, get, you know, back here. And so she's like, you know, so she starts, Jay. she's like, what are you doing? What? And I'm like, we don't have time. Yeah. We don't have time to discuss this. Just go get. Where are the wipes? So she goes back and shows her ID and just goes, <laughs> goes into all the drawers back there, comes out. We get him cleaned up. We get him in the one diaper we have left. We get him in the one outfit we have left. We put him in his seat and he proceeds to throw the biggest tantrum yeah. I've seen before or since. 
I can see the glares that I'm getting. And it got to a point where I finally was like, if I get one more glare, I'm standing up and saying, if anyone else looks at me, I'm yeah. going to punch you in the face. Yeah. Like yeah. I was so far gone, but like I could just feel the judgment. And honestly, that's one of those situations where I'm like, his behavior is reflecting on my parenting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can't control it. I'm trying to control it. And that was one of those situations where I'm like, I am just naked to the world and they're going to judge. I can't control it. I can't control him. To this day, I'm still scarred. I'm, <laughs> I'm afraid I'm going to be at a party and I'm going to hear the story <laughs> from somebody else. And I'm going to be like, I was that guy. <laughs> I'm that guy. <laughs> like you had any control over any of it. Right. But no, we, no. we do that, right? We, we parent in those moments. We, you know, we're in a store, our kids pitching a tantrum and we know our kid. And for one of our kids, it was, you just walk off. Yeah. You just leave them there losing their mind. They'll come. They'll come. But and that's I should what, have done that. I should have just left them walking. Just, just go. Back just to the leave them right there on the plate. You know, I, I got to use the bathroom now, so <laughs> yeah, I'm going to leave. I'm going to see. But it's it's those moments. It's I remember when our kids were little. My wife would dress them like they were matching and out of a magazine everywhere we go to family functions. But as our kids got older, and we we're like. I told him, babe, you, you can't put on like John John's. He's 14. Like, <laughs> knock it off. And so uh, she had to start loosening up there and we would walk into family get togethers. And you guys, and if our kids had a creative meeting on how to pick out the worst clothes <laughs> that didn't match, I don't know what our oldest son is trying to communicate. Like I'm going, what's, what do we, who do, who, who do we think we are right now? Like, or what, what identity? It looked like everyone had a, collision but <laughs> but so we had to let that go because we'd walk in but it's so hard to let that go uh it's so hard in those moments like you were saying with with cell phones and yeah. you know what are they thinking about me as a coach and what are they thinking about me uh on an airplane like it, it becomes so difficult i'll never forget though we would on vacation with some friends and they had kids that were older than ours and one of our kids was just losing his mind on the beach. Do you know how hard it is for your kid to get attention that's louder than the waves of the ocean? <laughs> I mean, like, how does a four-year-old, you know, gather that much attention? And so we know, same kid, let him do his thing. Let him just let him do his thing. We did not let him do his thing because I was wanting him to be quiet because yeah. it was embarrassing me because it was our friends were there, strangers, you know. We got to make sure they're happy, right? Yeah. And so I just had this moment and it just escalated him. Like I, I knew that it would, but for some reason I had such a high need to control him uh, and it didn't work. And so later we're talking about our friends and she said, don't ever parent for anybody else. Yeah. You do what's best for your kid. You're never going to see those people again. So we're all tempted to do it. Now let's, I want to dive into some application on this. It's, well, you, I didn't want to interrupt you, but you know, one thing that I thought of while you were telling that story is- we all do this, but I, I think we get lost when as dads or as parents, we put other people's comfort ahead of the needs of our children. Oh, yeah. So like, way. you yeah. were worried about the comfort level of the people on the plane, BJ. And if you had ignored the needs of your child, which is we've got a mess here. This child's crying because they're uh, you know, unhappy, need the diaper change. Mm -hmm. You're prioritizing something out of order. 
You know, like the the needs of others are, 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 are the the comfort of others is good, but the needs of your children is more important, in my opinion. That's good. Of course. Yeah. And I don't think we can get those things out of order. That's a great point. And that is like you go, that's one of the answers to why. Like, yeah. oh, we're caring about someone else's comfort. It's not just what are you thinking about me? It's like, oh, you know, I'm being a good citizen right and now. And not in a way right. that says other people don't matter because they do. Of course. Right. But our children are right. our priority. God's given us children to parent uh, and, and raise them in, in get them to the point where they're going to be respectful people for others and and teach them all the things you're supposed to teach them. And that's our number one priority. So how do we stop doing this? How do we do what's, you know, we want to obviously be considerate of others and respectful of others and get the poop removed <laughs> as quickly as possible. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's that's a fair expectation and we want to do that. It's a great that. mantra in life, actually. Yeah. Just, t-shirts. Yeah, just get the poop away as quickly as possible. We're going to have those possible. in the All Pro Dad shop pretty soon, <laughs> yeah. the t-shirt. How do we get out our heads on this? How do we choose the appropriate action? I mean, because it's not just strangers, right? It's in-laws mm. and it's our friends. It's yeah. our perfect sibling and their children, you yeah. know, who are praying over our children and their sin. <laughs> so how do we, we're parenting for different people. How do we stop doing that? Like, what's the mindset change? I, I really liked what Bobby said just now. I mean, it is, it is understanding where your priorities lie and what you've been you know, gifted and responsible for. I mean, if we think about our children and elevate their needs uh, and understand our role as a dad to, is to take care of them and take care of your family first, then it, it's easier to do that. But getting in a habit of thinking that way is hard because, I mean, there's all these pressures from from the world outside of the world. It's like, you have to be this kind of status, mm-hmm. right? So, I think for us, it's it's re, reshaping our our filter of mm. like who comes first in our lives. Ooh, that's good. So I got a, a story that kind of aligns with that. My wife and I took our kids to this like art show, like a, you know, people made their own items. They brought them, they hung them up and you could check them out. And it was a small thing. It wasn't enormous, but it was like Saturday morning. People are taking their time, having fun. And it was uh, downtown you know, kind of near where we live. And we were standing Kind of on the corner, we're watching, uh, you know, all the key people come and go. And there's a woman who had a flower uh, cart. And we're like, oh, these are cool. We'll get some flowers. Well, my daughter is three and a half. Um, she's standing right next to us. And we're watching her, but like kind of interacting with the lady who made all the flower stuff. And I turn and I see her walking towards the road, like a busy road. And my first reaction was, oh, crap, she's going to get run over. I got to stop. And so I turn and I reached and I took took a couple of quick steps and grabbed her arm. Like, and it, it was probably forceful, but my mind was, she's going to be a pancake if I don't like jump over and get her. Uh, she was very close to the road. And so I grabbed her and immediately got down on one knee. And I was like, Hey, sweetie, like eye to eye, like, you know, we got to be very careful to see these cars are coming. I know something over there caught your attention, but you can't walk in the road and real like dad daughter moment. It was real cool. She got it. She got up, walked away, looked at the flowers. As soon as this happened, some stranger walking a dog that I've never met before walked over and said, hey, um, I saw what you did. And I was like, oh, I thought he was going to like pat me on the back. Hey, good job. He goes, I just need you to know you grabbed her a little too hard. And I was like, what? What? Like, I, maybe this person's a parent. I don't know. He's just walking his dog through the park. And my and everything in me was like red hot. I'm like, dude, my kid almost walked in the road. Like, 
take your foofy dog over there and like figure out your life. Like, I don't care what you have to say, but like in my head, I was like, take the dog and chuck it into the street. (laughs) No, don't do that. No, Uh, we're not advocating for that. Don't do that. There's going to be so many BJ edits, but (laughs) I hope not because I love them. I know. Well, (laughs) if in the moment I had been like, you know what? You're right. Next time I will just turn and, and like, say okay sweetie come on back what could the result have been the result could have been really tragic if if i'm worried about what other people think about my parenting style maybe i'll make a a pretty crucial mistake Mm. um maybe that's an extreme example but i'm more worried about my kid not getting run over than what guy with the dog cares about the way i handle the situation you know Mm. and you know i don't think about that anymore but in the moment it really bothered me like who are you to tell me that me keeping my kid from getting run over wasn't done the proper way, right. you know? What's another thing that we can do to get into a different mindset of parenting? Yeah, I think one of the things that kind of helps me is just the the whole idea of, like, I don't have to be perfect. The thing about parenthood is you become an expert in your kids, but they go through these different stages. Mm-hmm. They, You know, you're constantly learning kind of about them. It's okay for me to accept critique, and mm-hmm. I can continually get better. But then there's this other side where it's like, you know, I am the expert in my child Mm -hmm. more than anyone else. Mm. And so combining those two things of, I can take something somebody said and I can apply it, or I can look and go, yeah, but with my expertise with my kid, That I, that's not going to work. Here's what we're not saying. We're not saying, hey, I know I'm the pro. You don't know anything about my kid because some of the best wisdom is from people, especially when you ask, Mm. like, again, that couple's ahead of, we'll ask questions and you're you're right to go i am the pro but we don't want to communicate to dads right now and go hey listen you're the pro don't listen to anybody else we're just talking about those moments yeah Yeah. but i love that that you would you can blend the two and kids are changing so we're not always going to get it right yeah right because what worked yesterday may not work yeah bobby's telling that story i'm like wow in that moment you like were calm and didn't tell, yell at your kid to not run out. How many times have I told you not to run out on the road? Like, yeah, yeah. that's how I feel like I would have probably responded. Like, it, I would be, I would have been so stressed. And so, like, I, and then, and then somebody comes to you and says, oh, you didn't do it right. <laughs> Losing my mind. I know. I know. And the dog had a little pink collar on. It was goofy so, little thing. It was a yippy dog, too. It wasn't even like a cool dog. So you wanted that to diminishes their <laughs> judgment yeah, exactly. right there. Immediately. Your type of dog is how much I value. <laughs> if he'd been walking a cooler right? dog, I would have taken that advice. But no, oh, no, yeah, not I this should. guy. It looked like one of the uh, like the dog in the stroller types, the lady bitty dog, you oh, know, gosh. like a hamster with a collar on, you know. Do you guys ever find yourself explaining to strangers or to other people while you're parenting? I don't think I've ever had a moment where I've explained myself to anybody um, because I because I'm prideful, probably <laughs> because I, I don't yeah. have to explain myself. Are you explain for your kid? Yeah. Like because you hear parents say this all the time. And you'll say they'll say he just needs a nap. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. You know, that's that's for all of us. Right. I think the longer I've been a parent and I haven't been a parent as long as some of you guys have been a parent, but I've, I've noticed that as I've gotten older, the story like the one you told on the plane doesn't bother me as much because I've also been in that situation. Like it may be not the exact same thing, but I've been in the store where my kid starts crying. Just the other day, my my daughter, uh, we were at one of these stores and we're picking up things and we're, we're there for a very specific item, but she wants to look at all the toys. And so I picked her up and said, no, we're looking at toys today. And she just cry because she's three, you know, she's little. She doesn't understand why she can't have what she wants. And so years ago, I would have been like, 
get down. Oh, please don't. No, don't cry. Please stop. Stop. People are looking. I didn't do that. I was like, cry all you want. Like, I'm sorry that you're upset, but like, we're not here for that. And I'm, we're going to get mommy. And so I walked away and, and people probably looked and she was crying and you know, I'm, I'm sorry if it upset their shopping experience, but I wasn't going to get down on one knee and just try to smooth the situation over just to appease this lady over here who's shopping for pants, you know, like it didn't bother me. Um, but years ago it would have. So I think that is kind of a cool thing that as a dad, when we take some of these things to heart that we're talking about today, I think it will help us to really just kind of reprioritize what matters as parents. Well, just, I think what you're talking about, it's what we want to do on every episode, right? Is to shortcut people from that to go, Hey, you know what? I used to care about that or I used to do that, but now I don't, I don't do that as much. Yeah. Bottom line, we always want to give you a bottom line. Uh, do what you think is best for your kid, regardless of who's watching, right? And so what's the dream of this, guys? What's the dream if we do this better? What does that look like? How does that change our parenting? How does that help our kid? I think it helps. From the from that perspective, I think for me, it, it probably helps me just chill out mm-hmm. um, and not not be so – strict in certain situations to where we're like at the store when the kids are crying or pitching a fit or whatever, which we're kind of out of that phase now. But I remember when we were in that phase and the stress level just goes up here and all of a sudden you you start making super irrational decisions. And so if you can just I think if you what it would look like for me is it'll help me stay calm. It'll help me make better decisions and it'll help me. Um, show them that they're important to me and that they matter more than than others. The calm thing. Yeah. You've mentioned that a couple of times, and I think that's such a powerful observation because I think dads listening can totally resonate with the, the lack of calm. Yeah. Like as dads, like, ah, especially when we're afraid, like it, yeah. th- that reaction, I think that's great. Just there's a piece there. I think for me, it's <clears throat> I let go of control a little bit more. I try to be controlling and kids can really pick up on that. They can feel when you're trying to control them rather than I'm going to come alongside you and help train and, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to kind of get you ready for the world. It's it's a little bit more oppressive and mm-hmm. it's something that they are going to be like, the more I'm like that, the more they're like, I want to be away from you. Mm-hmm. The more controlling you are, the more you are alongside me, the more you're my champion, the more it wins mm-hmm. me the right to speak into their lives. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I get a little bit. That dog I, a hunt right there, brother. Yeah, 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 I get a little bit more you know, relax. And I, I, it, that's the thing is you become a better coach. Like yeah. you've, mm-hmm. you, you talked about coaching. You see my, so many coaches that are like, I need you to throw strikes. And it's like, why do you need anything? Like <laughs> you don't need anything. What you need to do is mm-hmm. tell him why he didn't hit the strike zone with that. We, you need to help him work on his mechanics. But mm-hmm. when it's all about you and it's all about you being a winner and them being a reflection of you, mm-hmm. um, then you head in that direction instead of kind of walking alongside him. Yeah, that's good. Well, we always want to end episodes with a pro move, a way for you to implement all the stuff that we talked about and really become the best dad you can be. So this week's pro move is we want you next time you're with your kids, Take a moment, stop and think, am I parenting and doing what's best for my kids or am I doing what makes me look the best? Mm. And the bonus pro move is always bring extra baby wipes with you on a plane <laughs> so you don't have BJ situation. And with that, thank you guys for joining us. We hope you were encouraged to be an all pro dad. Thanks for listening to the All Pro Dad podcast. 
All Pro Dad is the fatherhood program of the nonprofit Family First. Along with our motherhood program, iMom, we exist to help you love your family well. Subscribe to our daily email, the All Pro Dad Play of the Day, by going to allprodad.com slash subscribe and get daily powerful and practical fatherhood tips in your inbox. The All Pro Dad podcast is hosted by me, Ted Lowe, produced by Bobby Lewis.